I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time and any time, brought to you by PSENG. Visit riverspringlivinggoblue.org to learn about River Spring Residences, a newly built memory care community in Riverdale. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hack and Sack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you here as the Giants season comes to a halt after a lopsided loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional round, 38-7, to as the Eagles absolutely dominated this game since the opening kickoff. Total yards, 416-227, to rushing 268-118. to They were 4-5 of in the red zone compared to 1-1 one for, one for the Giants, and time of possession over 11 minutes in favor of the Eagles this game absolutely changed, Jonathan, right out of the gates because the Eagles took a 7-0 lead. The Giants got the ball. They took a sack on a third and three. They decided to keep their offense out there on fourth and eighth. And another sack was a result. And it seemed as if the Giants essentially never recovered because it shortened the field. The Eagles scored a touchdown. They were in a 14-point hole and were unfortunately never able to gain rhythm and get themselves out of that sizable deficit in the early stages of this game. Yeah, I think that was the the change of point in the game, and it was so early in the game, Lance. But let me just congratulate the New York football giants for their overachieving success that they had this year. No one gave them any credit at the beginning of the year. No one thought they were going to do anything, let alone play in a divisional round after uh, the first playoff win since 2012, if I'm not mistaken. And it's been a long time, Lance, and the Giants – Look, it's a tough loss tonight. I don't think they should hold their heads down. Yes, tonight's a it's going to be a rough night. It's going to be a long ride up the turnpike up I-95 to get back home. But look, they 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 should be proud of themselves, you know. It's a it was a really good year for them. A lot of guys played a lot of good football for the New York Giants. I think Daniel Jones kind of cemented his spot as the future quarterback for the New York Giants. And, you know, it's just definitely a tough loss, but this is the number one team in the NFL, if not 
you know, uh, in the NFC, if not the NFL, and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, by far the most talented team. And that's what you saw today. You saw the better team, the most talented team, uh, win a game today. That's what you saw. So the Eagles now have won 10 in a row against the Giants in Philly. The last Giants win in the city of brotherly love was Week 8, 2013. That was October 27th, a 15-7 victory. You got to go back to many different quarterbacks and different head coaches that were on the sidelines at that point. And the Eagles have also won the last three postseason meetings against the Giants: the 2006 Wild Card, 2008 Divisional Round, and now the 2022 Divisional Round. We have a lot more to cover. We're going to hear from head coach Brian Dable, get some player reaction as well. As that was tonight's game breakdown, it was brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Final score at Lincoln Financial Field, 38-7. to Eagles top the Giants as the Eagles advance to the NFC Championship game. They await the winner of the Niners and Cowboys in the Bay Area on Sunday. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Eagles beat the Giants 38-7. to Let's listen in to head coach Brian Dable. All facets. So it wasn't one thing in particular. Uh, it was, you know, a team game and just didn't get it done. So congratulations to Philly. They get to move on, and unfortunately we don't. I'd say anytime teams get a jump like that, it's always, you know, the – Having a lead at halftime is a pretty high percentage of having a chance to win. Um, you know, really it wasn't. We couldn't get anything going offensively. Couldn't stop them on third downs in the red zone. Running the ball. I mean, we, it was it was a collective, it was a collective uh, effort in terms of not being able to get it done. Um, so that starts with me, and uh, you know, I appreciate our team. I told those guys I appreciate their effort. Uh, the entire year, their work ethic, the people in the organization. Um, but, you know, Philly deserved to win that game. So it's crash landing in the playoffs. It, uh, you know, losses hurt. These losses hurt even more. Does it take away from what you did this season at all for you? That yeah. You know, Jordan, I don't, I don't, probably not there yet. You know, it's the immediate aftermath of, you know, getting beat soundly. Um, you know, I feel for those guys. Uh, but we just we didn't get it done. Yeah, probably. I mean, a little, probably a little bit too early. I, I, look, I'm proud of the guys, the way we competed. I'm proud of, you know, the coaches, the staff members. Um, to really only do this for for one reason uh, at this level, um, and it's, you know, it hurts when you when you lose. Yeah, yeah, that, with that, that's it, that fourth and eight or fourth and seven where we were. You know, I knew what the line was for our kicker was, you know, past that. So I uh, felt good about the play that, you know, we had worked on throughout the week. You know, we've practiced a fair amount of fourth downs um, and just, you know, didn't get it done. What about the, the punt uh, in the fourth quarter? You found 21. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, I, the one that was, they had scored it yet in that half. You know, I'm counting on the defense maybe just from so backed up to maybe get a three and out. Um, then they had a long drive, you know, probably could have went for it. Um, really weren't executing well enough to either. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we did. Well, Jalen's a good football player. That's why he's in the MVP race. So, um, you know, they did everything well. 10 of 14 on third down, 4 or 5 in the red zone. 
270 yards, controlled the game, 6.1 yard average. Um, you know, they played good offensive football. Yeah, I think as the game goes on, you know, that they're a good pass rush team as it is. And then um, how the game was going, I think that aids in it too. But that's why they were a couple sacks away from the record. They got, they got a really explosive team, offense, defense, kicking game. They're a good football team. They deserve to move on. Um, they're a good team. They, they have good schemes. They have good players, and they did a better job of executing their stuff. You know, I think Wink was dialing up a bunch of different things, and you know they had it rolling tonight. Give them credit. What do you think about Daniel Jones' performance? They competed. You know, just look. We all we all didn't do a good enough job. That starts with me. Um, Daniel's a competitor. Again, the game. You know, it really was. You know, they controlled the game the entire game. Yeah, told them to keep their heads up. They competed hard. Um, it's a crash landing in the playoffs. Anytime you lose, it hurts because of the amount of effort and energy you put into it each week. And when you lose this time of year, um, it, it, it hurts even more. You know, you you work extremely hard to get to this point. Um, you're blessed to get to this point. It's hard to do. And you know, give Philly credit. They did. They did everything better than we did tonight. Yeah, I don't. I think the most important thing is playing well. Um, so, you know, I think there'll be a time for more reflecting and things like that. But the most important thing is playing well, and. Um, you know, again, give Philly credit. A while. Yeah, a while. Um, I don't know. I, I'd say a bit. You know, you, you, <clears throat> you'll have meetings. We'll have meetings tomorrow and exit meetings and things like that and, um, you know, go through things. And, I mean, it's a long off season. There's a lot of stuff to do. Um, right now I'm just, you know, when you lose at this time of year, it's, you know, it sucks. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I'd say, you know, Daniel's been a consistent guy since he's been here. Um, you know, I told, again, I told all the guys I appreciate what they've done, the commitment they've given to their teammates, to the coaches, to the organization. And, you know, it's, there's no easy way to say it. It's, it's, Tough pill to swallow right now. Yeah, all these conversations we're going to have those. You know, we got a long off season, and um, you know, there's a time and a place to have all those conversations. Uh, tonight's not. Tonight's not it. Well, I'd say it's decided all the way around. I mean, there's, you know, we got beat soundly. We got out coached. We got outplayed. Um, and that all starts with me. Yeah, I think there's a time and a place for that too. I'm just, um, you know, I really don't have a whole lot to add. I'm, you know, I understand you guys the questions and stuff. I'm just, you know, taking this one in, and you know, unfortunately, we didn't get it done. Another adjective question for you: How 
How am I feeling? Yeah, you're like trying. It seems like you're you're trying to process it, but I'm wondering if you're just uh, or you're just kind of shocked. Like, how would you describe how you're feeling? Um, disappointed. Um, you know, wish we could have done a better job. Wish I could have done a better job. Uh, you know, feel like crap. It's, I mean, it's as honest as you can be. You, know, you work extremely hard to get to this spot. You do not take it for granted. These are hard. This is a hard place to get to this division round and to move forward. And just you know, I feel, I feel more for the players and the coaches um, because we put everything we had into it and we just we didn't get it done. Yeah. Yep. No, I didn't struggle with it. You know, that was. Wanted to be fairly aggressive. Um, you know, where we were at wasn't, we were too far out to kick a field goal. Um, and I liked, you know, the play that Kafka was going to call and, you know, went for it. Right, right before that, there was a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, field goal range, I guess. Yeah, the, field, the line for us tonight was the 35. That was where our line was. So anything after that, now you got to make fourth down decisions, um, decide what you want to do. You, you can do that, you know, after warm-ups. Um, so that's where it was tonight. You know, got to have it. Let's maybe add a couple more to that, but that's where we started with. Take a couple more. Uh, yeah, we're disappointed. You know, we we do this for one reason: just try to win, um, and we didn't get it done. Thanks. Appreciate you guys all year. Um, you guys do a good job, and um, you know, sorry we can't meet next week. All right, so that is Giants head coach Brian Dable reflecting on his team season coming to an end as they fall to the Eagles 38-7 to at Lincoln Financial Field. We will step aside. Coming up, we're going to get some player reaction, make sense of how this game unraveled specifically in the first half, and as Brian Dable alluded to, a lot of big decisions that the Giants are going to have to make this offseason with respect to keeping certain players in place or obviously trying to bolster specific spots on the roster. We'll get into that and more as we move forward here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. It's down 28-0 with 11-16 to go in the third. Three receivers near side left. Jones in a shotgun. Barkley to his right. They give it for Saquon. Up the middle he goes. Saquon out to the 30. Saquon to the 40. Across midfield. Grab from behind and tackled at the Philadelphia 40-yard line. A touchdown saving tackle. A 50-yard run for Barkley. And that brings us to the player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825 building our future, Saquon Barkley, with 82 scrimmage yards in this game, highlighted by 61 on the ground. And the play you just heard was the longest play from scrimmage for the Giants in their 38-7 loss to the Eagles in the divisional round as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you as the Giants season ends in disappointment. They get swept in the regular season by the Eagles and then lose again to them in the postseason. 
And we were talking a little bit earlier here on the postgame show, Jonathan, about that turning point, the fourth and eight. And we heard Brian Dable address it. He said that the line was the 35-yard line in terms of field goals. So when they realized that wasn't an option, he felt okay keeping his offense out on the field. They ran a number of fourth down plays during the week in practice. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. And it's not just that. It's then what the Eagles follow up and do after that. They go on an eight-play, 52-yard drive to make it 14 nothing. Then you get the interception. The Eagles go three and out. But every time it seemed as if, Jonathan, in the early stages of this game, the Giants had any hope or any opportunity to gain some momentum or traction, a negative play or a mishap essentially came into play because we talked about the fourth and eight. Then James Bradbury jumps the route to pick off Daniel Jones. And then on the next drive, I'll say this is turning point two. Third and four at the Giants 15. Jones connects with Isaiah Hodgins at the first down marker. Bradbury tackles Hodgins. He bobbles the ball. And in the process of him recovering the football, winds up losing yardage to prevent him from converting the first down. And they have to punt the ball. So, I mean, that's another negative type of play as a result of what the Philadelphia defense dictated. Yeah, this game was early, over early, Lance. You know, we, we was talking about it, and I don't ever want to count a team out, but the way the Giants are designed offensively, not really designed for them to come back, and then the way the Eagles are designed defensively is like if you if you want to sit back and drop back against these premier pass rushers that they have all over the field, good luck with that. And that's exactly what happened today. The Giants were down early, and this is the thing that I knew. I Look, I, I'm a very optimistic person when it comes to the New York Giants. Of course, I have bias. I played here. You know, I played here for three years. I was a captain. I finished my you career You could have here. fooled me. <laughs> you know, and I'm still part of the Giants organization. I do a lot of community work for them, so I want them to win. I feel like, you know, I was trying to manifest it, Lance. If I was doing it by myself, I'm okay with that. And and this is the, the more talented team won today, and that's what happens sometimes. You know, when, when it comes down to games, right, it's not about who's the better team. It's who plays the the best that's that's what matters so now not only do you have that against you that you're not a better team than them you don't play good and i'm talking about the new york giants the giants did not play well enough today to beat any team let alone the best team in the league you know and that's what you saw today you saw a team that was an overachieving team in the new york giants who you know struggled at wide receiver throughout the year and you saw that happen today you know richie james i think had a solid year but the drops were a problem for him the year and you saw that surface today protecting the quarterback look it was times that daniel jones you know, was kind of running for his life throughout this game today, you know, <clears throat> and that doesn't take away anything from him and what he's done this year. I think he's had a tremendous year, but this is a very talented team. I think that fourth down play was kind of like the turning point early. And then the next following drives was just kind of digging them in a deeper, in a deeper hole. And it was just too much, too much to get out of. You know, you can't dig yourself in a hole like this against anyone, let alone the Philadelphia Eagles, who I think is by far the most talented team in the league. Well, I think it's the perfect example of in the National Football League, we always throw out the cliche, it's a week-to-week league. Well, because it's all matchup-based, and you can have success against Minnesota one week. Philadelphia's cut from a very different cloth, and I want to get more into why there was such a differential in the performance. But Julian Love, he and the defense had a rough go because they were put in some tough spots. Let's listen into what he has been telling the media. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, anytime you put your heart out there, you give it your all, and fall short, it hurts. Um, especially, you know, this team and our, our story this year, it definitely, you know, losing's tough, and it, uh, it's a very unfortunate way to end the season. Their 
Yeah, I think all year long they were a team that was really good at starting fast. Uh, we had to do the same, and we didn't today. And, you know, third down, red zone, across the board in the areas that it takes to succeed, you know, in football, we didn't do that well early. Uh, and so, you know, the score early, you know, showed because of those, uh, those few situational moments. Yeah, I think, you know, every year there's one goal for each team, and that's to win a Super Bowl. Uh, and no matter where you are, you know, one team gets the satisfaction of, of, of reaching their goal. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, we, it's, uh, we don't, I don't believe in moral victories. Um, you know, people can say, oh, you made it far. People didn't expect much of you. Well, we expected a lot of ourselves this year. Um, and we just fell short, you know, uh, in a critical game today. Uh, they showed us a couple of things, uh, but you know they, they say true to their game plan. They have succeeded all year long because of what they do well, and they did it today. Uh, you know, they ran the ball way too well on us today, uh, and it killed us. Yeah, I think. I mean, Daniel has all the tools of the trade. He has the arm. He has the capability. He has the leadership. Uh, the effort, the hard work that it takes to be an elite quarterback. I think he re won a lot of games for us this year. Um, as much as I don't believe in wins and losses as a quarterback stat, he did his thing for us this year. Uh, and as this team continues to build for the future, uh, just try to get more people around him just to help him succeed. I think he took a huge step this year. Uh, and I think Giants fans have to be proud of just all he accomplished this year. Yeah, I think Dave's did a great job all year of, you know, instilling energy in the building, uh, letting people be themselves, let personalities show through people's uh, play. He let coaches coach, he let players play, uh, and that is always a good culture you want to build. Um, he just the the foundation of what he taught us was, you know, have juice, have energy. Each game, win or loss, not focus on the pro uh, the of the result, focus on the process of it, uh, and that has carried us well all season long. Um, and then for me, Wink Martindale was a huge addition that I really appreciated in my game. He was able to unlock some things uh, for me that I really was able to benefit from. And so I can't say enough about the coaching staff. You know, uh, T Mac, our ST coach, he's been one of the best coaches I've had the past four years here. Uh, and so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for this moment to be with this staff. Yeah, I mean, Eagles were the top team all year long. Um, and so we, we know how, what we have to achieve still. We know what we need to correct and what improve on. This team needs to improve on. And, you know, all people that are in charge of the, doing those things will do so. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll make the right calls just to keep raising the playing field. And, you know, a lot of young, talented players are on this team. Uh, and that just has to keep growing. Uh, I mean, for sure, you definitely can. Uh, you know, a off season is a lot of stuff happens. Uh, each season doesn't necessarily build off the previous season, uh, and so it's going to be a fresh start next year. 
you know, that, that's a good team. They have a lot of talented on the roster, on the roster, top down. Uh, but next year, you know, we can't speak for that right now. It's a whole new story. No, I didn't think we. I don't think we went into it thinking that he had any limitations on, on himself. Uh, he was ready to go. He had a, a week to prepare, a week to get his body right. Uh, and so, I mean, that was just a good play they made. Um, yeah. So that is Julian Love speaking with reporters after the Giants fall to the Eagles 38-7. to The last question that he was asked about, did the Giants' defensive philosophy change because Jalen Hurts hit Devontae Smith for a 40-yard reception on second and eight for the Philly 27. That was the second play on their first possession. And if anybody had questions about his arm strength with the shoulder sprain bothering him, he definitely answered that. And then a little bit later on in the drive, he scrambled for six yards prior to the touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard. But, Jonathan, I want to head back to something we talked about right before we went to Julian Love. And I was talking about the biggest difference in the performance against the Vikings versus the Eagles. Well, you were going up against a stronger offensive line that Philadelphia presented and a very fearsome defensive front. And if you put together the script of what you can't do against Philadelphia, you can't get down early to them, right? Because then you're going to become more of a pass-happy team. And here's the thing. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, Jonathan, he doesn't blitz. Mm -hmm. He's more than confident, right, that his front four will get home. So if you have to play from behind by two scores and they know you're going to throw, there's not going to be a lot of passing lanes down the field because they're going to have more guys on coverage then they're going to have coming towards the quarterback. It's a recipe for disaster. Exactly. You know, the Giants just basically walked themselves down a dark alleyway by themselves. They got trapped there by the Eagles boogeyman, you know. <laughs> and look, this team, the Giants, three games against the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they gave up 656 rushing yards in three games. I'm sorry, Lance. I don't care who you play three times. You're not beating them. You know, they always say it's hard to beat a three a team three times in a row. But if you rush for 656 rushing yards, you're probably going to win all three of those games, just like the Philadelphia Eagles did, you know. And the Giants have to, you know, look, we all knew the Giants have to get better in certain areas. You know, they, they overachieved this year. You know, and uh, look, I, I always thought that Saquon should get the ball a little bit more. I don't like how Saquon only got nine carries. I don't like how he got nine carries last game either. You know, I don't, I don't know, you know, what they need to do. I don't know if that's something that – that's like, you know, forewarning us for the future and Saquon Barkley's not going to be here in the future. I, I don't really know what that is, but, you know, they give the ball to, to to the other running backs, you know, and I'm just like, why not give Saquon the ball a little bit more? You know, why why only give him less than 10 carries, you know, in, in a losing effort? And then last week also in a winning effort, only give him a certain amount of carries. I don't know, Lance. You know, there's a lot of questions that we have now, you know, especially after a loss like this. Everything's good when you're winning. And now that the loss happens and the season's over, the questions will start arising, you know. And uh, my, I think my main question is, Lance, what do they do with D. Jones and, and Saquon Barkley for this offseason? And I think that's probably the question that a lot of people got to ask. 100%. And we're going to explore that as we move along here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. But I think the low numbers for Barkley's more a product of game flow and just not having a lot of at-bats over the course of this game than necessarily them trying to take him out of the game plan. And we'll get more into that as well as we move forward here. Giants fall to the Eagles 
38-7 to as Philadelphia dominated from start to finish. We'll get more player reaction as we move along. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. He's Jonathan Casillas. I'm Lance Meadow. Eagles cruising past the Giants 38-7 to to end the Giants season as the Eagles punch their ticket to the NFC Championship game. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app or subscribe on all popular podcast platforms. Right before we stepped aside, we were talking about the Giants' run game. Let's run you through those numbers. Giants Power Report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. They ran 20 times for 118 yards. That was their lone touchdown, Matt Breida, He got in off a wildcat play in which Saquon Barkley faked as if he was going to hold on to the football and then gave it to Breida, who had four for 23 yards. Barkley, nine for 61, and Daniel Jones, six for 24. And you were talking about Saquon Barkley only getting nine touches. And there's been a noticeable differential, Jonathan, if you look at the first half of the season, Saquon's workload versus the second half of the season. Now, part of that is sometimes you had games where Daniel Jones emerged as the runner, which is probably the best example being last week against the Vikings. Hey, if Daniel was going to be effective, they were going to allow him to do his thing. Today, though, I think, once again, it was just more of a product of, you go back to those early drives, You turned it over on downs, then you had a two-play possession, picked off, three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, that's the duration of the first half, and you're down 28-0, and the second half doesn't allow you to have the luxury to run the football, given you're down by four touchdowns. So I would point to that, I think, adding up as to why Saquon wasn't a huge focal point, as well as the entire rushing attack overall. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Look, I just I'm just a little disappointed. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find something, you know what I'm saying here, Lance, you know, and, and I, 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 I thought the giant the Giants would just do a little I'm bit. just simply making it challenging for you. You yeah, see, no. you're searching for something and and I'm you know, I, I want you to work a little bit harder, that's all. No, I, I hear you, man. And but there's a there's a lot of reasons, you know, why this happened tonight. You know, I think number one, you gotta look at talent. You know, from both the Philadelphia Eagles and then the New York Giants. And then efficiency. You know, the Giants just weren't efficient today. They didn't convert on third downs. They were five or thirteen. The Eagles were ten of fourteen. You know, and and when you're when you're on a team and you you got your, you know, you're on the road, you're traveling against a real talented team, you have to be efficient. You have to be efficient on first and second down, and that will definitely help you out on third down. And that's just not what they've done today. You know, and then the early turnovers, that kind of sucks the momentum out of the team. That kind of sucks the life out of the team. And I think you saw that later in the games when there was like guys just staying on blocks. And, you know, we're, we're listening to the radio broadcast over here with, with, with Bob Popper and Carl Banks. And Carl Banks saying there's there's no reason not to get off blocks. They, they they don't tell you to stay on blocks. You know, you should get off blocks. And I think that was because some guys were down and the momentum was out. And the, the, we talked about momentum throughout the season and who had the momentum going into this game. The Eagles with the lackluster performance in Week 18 against the Giants. And then the bye week, the Giants kind of had the momentum of the Vikings game. There's momentum in the game, too. And once the the Eagles got the momentum, they never let it go. And you saw that from how the defense played, how the defense tackled throughout the game, how you saw basically Goddard throwing the defensive backs throughout the entire game today. You know, and I I don't know if that's all skill there. I think that's a lot of will and heart that goes into there. And look, I think, look, the Philadelphia Eagles are more talented, but they they also had a lot more heart today than the Giants. Well, I think that's a great point. You're talking about wide receivers, tight ends helping in the rushing attack, and you have to have the desire to do that. 
Because a lot of those players you were referencing, like Dallas Goddard, he understands, hey, I'm a focal point in the passing attack, but he still gets down and dirty in the trenches and is the lead blocker. And that play that you were talking about, Adoree Jackson is completely pushed out of the play by Dallas Goddard. And all of a sudden, I think it was Kenneth Gainwell who gained some extra traction as a result of the tight end. We're not talking about an offensive lineman, Jonathan, getting to the second level. We're talking about a tight end. And Devontae Smith was involved as a blocker. When you do that as a team, that's why it's no surprise the Eagles have been able to execute at the level that we saw today as well as most games because they have guys that have the desire to help out other skilled position players and you take a three-yard run and you make it a six-yard run and that's the difference between maybe continuing a drive and ultimately scoring a touchdown. The the Eagles were a team I feared from the beginning of the year, watching them play because the Giants didn't play them till week 13, was week it? 14. Week, week 14. So it wasn't until later in the season and I watched them play week in and week out the Philadelphia Eagles and I'm like, man, this is a scary team. Not just because what their skilled players are, but what they're capable of doing. And it's not just catching passes with Smith and uh, and A.J. Brown, but also the blocking downfield like you alluded to. All of these running backs, they got three running backs that beat the Giants this year. Three different running backs that beat the Giants. It was game well today. It was Sanders uh, in, in, the, in the first game. And it was uh, uh, Boston, uh, Boston in, in the second game. You know, they had three different running backs that beat the Giants in three different games this year. And then Jalen Hurts was Jalen Hurts in this game. You know, he didn't have a lot of passing attempts. He didn't have a lot of yards, but he was very efficient in what he was doing. No turnovers. And he led them down the field and he orchestrated this beautiful game that they put together. And they, you know, they delivered it in the Giants lap. You know, and like I said, it's going to be a long ride back up here to MetLife Stadium for the New York Giants. They played bully ball. That's the best way to describe what Philadelphia did. All three of those running backs that you mentioned averaged over five yards per carry, and it was Hurts, Scott, and Gainwell that found the end zone. Gainwell over 100 yards. You referenced Miles Sanders in the first game. He had a buck 44. So this is just a track record of the Philadelphia Eagles. I brought up Adoree Jackson, who was tested in run blocking as well as the few pass attempts that we saw in this game. Remember, Philly wasn't put in a position where they had to air it out. Let's listen into what Adoree told reporters after the game. We're going to listen at the locker of Adore Jackson. Uh, but, you know, they got us on some plays. We got them on some. But um, on that play, that was, a, uh, that was a good play and a good uh, a good play by him. What do you think the most important thing, because the two games where all starters played were two lopsided games, how do you feel like you can close that gap in the next, I mean, between now and next September? Um, resting, getting our miles away from football, um, and going to work. And that's the only three things you can do, and get ready for next you know, next season. Do you, I mean, you've been through playoff losses before. When you come back the next season, do you remember them, or? or? Um, I mean, you understand. I think the remembering goes to the the work that you put into the off season. Um, then once the season starts, a new season. So you don't hold on to the past or just remember those feelings, but you use that to get yourself ready to go. Um, do like workouts, whatever you do through the offseason, and get ready for the season. Given how much roster turnover there is in the NFL, Dory, how much can you build on what you do this season and it helps carry over into next, or do you guys almost start from scratch when you come back? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, you build on it, but you still always have to start from scratch. Uh, nothing is uh, given. Uh, I, w- I would say in, in this league and in this life. So you understand where you've been and how far you came, but at the same time, there's a lot of work to put in. 
Yeah, you know, like once the Super Bowl is over, everybody starts at the same spot, regardless. And uh, yeah, you just go to work, put your put your head down, um, and go to work from there. Finally, what did you and this group learn about yourselves over the course of this year through the the good, the bad, and everything else? Um, we always knew we had, you know, we we, we fought. Uh, we always knew that we we played hard. Um, I think what we learned about was you know appreciating each other, um, enjoying the process, enjoying the moment, and not taking anything for granted. And I, I would say um, we we harped on that a lot, not taking anything for granted and, and being in the moment. Thanks, Adore. And the player press conferences are brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Adore Jackson missing the final seven regular season games due to that knee injury he suffered against the Lions. Did return for the Vikings game, played a key role in helping slow down Justin Jefferson, but the Eagles presented a far different challenge at Lincoln Financial Field as they pounded the football. They were able to wear down the Giants' defense. It added up to a 38-7 victory over New York. We have plenty more to unravel. We're going to hear from some other players, including Saquon Barkley, get his perspective on the season finale for the Giants. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Matt Breida, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue, the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. First and goal at the eight, pistol formation with Jones and Barkley. Now Jones motions out to the right, snap goes to Barkley, fakes, uh, hands it off left for Brita to the five and in for the touchdown. Saquon went wildcat, fake me out. And Matt Breida runs it in from eight yards out, and the Giants are finally on the board with 6.15 to go here in the third. That is tonight's scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens made ready for Giants fans, as that is the only choice we have, given the Giants only found the end zone once in their 38-7 loss to the Eagles. It capped a 10-play, 88-yard drive that took off six minutes from the clock. It made it a 28-7 game, and the Eagles would score the final 10 of the contest as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. We have heard from head coach Brian Dable as well as Dory Jackson and Julian Love. Speaking of the rushing attack, we just heard Matt Breida cash it in for a score. Well, Saquon Barkley was the one that ran the wildcat on that play. He led the rushing attack with nine carries for 61 yards. Let's listen into what Saquon had to say after the game. We are at the locker of Saquon Barkley. Saquon, just stun you the way this game went? Um, <clears throat> yeah, you mean you you have a great week of preparation. Um, you don't expect the game to go like this, but they're number one team in MC for a reason. They're a talented team. Um, they got the best of us the three times we played us. You got to give respect to them, um, to those guys, and Wish you nothing but best of luck. Um, no, I, I really got to go back and watch the film before I can give an honest answer to that. Uh, but you don't really give yourself a great chance when you're down three, down four scores. Uh, and that's all of us. Uh, we, we all could have done a better job uh, today. And it starts with myself. With the, the way the, oper- the offense had been operating last couple of weeks, 
What do you attribute to today to? Um, like I said, you got to credit what credit's due. They came out. Um, they had a great game plan. They executed uh, their game plan better than we executed our game plan. And they made more plays than us. Um, they're a really good team. They're a talented team. And, you know, that's really that's what it is. There's so much that's good about them, but, you know, given their, with their pass rush, is it just hard to get anything going just because of what they can do to, you know, what they can do to mess up a passing game? It's not just a pass rush. It's all three, all three levels. D-line, linebacker, DBs, they're talented all around. Uh, and then that's not even saying on the offense side and on special team. They're a talented team. They're a really good team. Um, and they executed their game plan better than we executed our game plan, and they made more plays than us. Do you feel like there was a momentum swing after that fourth down conversion was failed early in the first quarter? Um, no. We've been an aggressive team all year. Um, I like the call. Uh, you know, we got to find a way to, to get the first down. Um, and even when we didn't, didn't get the first down, we got to play complimentary football. And we didn't do that at all um, throughout the whole game, not just on that situation. Uh, and when you do that, majority of the time you're not, you're going to lose football games. So, with the way this team, you guys just kept building something throughout the year, and now it comes to an end. What's the overall emotion with that? Uh, it sucks. Uh, it's a fun team. Uh, the guys here, the coaches, the thing that we were able to build this year, um, the way we played for each other this year, uh, it was special. Obviously, and how we would want to end, um, but. Not just because of the, the record or because uh, we made it to the playoffs. The division was probably one of my favorite teams of all time. Um, and that's a, that's a sad thing about the NFL. Um, no matter what, you know, that the locker room is not going to be exact the same next year. Um, so just happy to be able to go out there with all these guys and lay on the line and compete with them. Um, and it's, a, it's a special bunch, I'll tell you that. All those guys everywhere, offense, defense, special team, coaches, Equipment, everybody, um, special group of guys and, and girls. So sad, sad that it's come to an end. But go back, watch film, um, and get ready for the offseason, see where you can improve. Saquon, how long confident you will be back at this team next year? I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Uh, I, I've been vocal uh, about how I feel and, and where I want to be. Uh, now that's outside, outside my control. I want to show the Giants and you know, show them that the guy that they drafted is still here. Uh, I hope I did that. Um, everyone knows I would love to be a Giant for life, uh, but I, I really can't give 100% answers out of my control. And sometime this week, uh, I'll get a conversation with my agent Kim and you know, see, see what's up. Do you think that if you, if you are able to keep the core of this team together and experience like this is something you can you know, learn from and sort of use as fuel the next time you guys are in this in this situation? Yeah, I do. I, I think we got a good group of guys. Um, we were able to build throughout this whole year, and you know, I feel like if the you know, majority of the guys are able to come back next year, uh, we have the experience. We will be our second year within his offense, um, and I just feel like, as you can see throughout the year, we got better throughout the year. 
Um, so with a, a whole nother offseason and a whole nother year on our belt, I feel like the sky could be the limit for us. On that touchdown, do you have the option to keep it yourself and run or hand off? Like, how does that play work? It's an option. I could, I'm reading the I'm reading the in, 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 in line scrimmage, but I got to be credit to Brita. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't give me a choice to read it, to be honest. Uh, he just pulled it. He just took it. He grabbed it. Uh, he wanted to test it and see if he could use the speed, and he did it. So hats off to him, and he made a heck of a play. Although it's not the ending that you want. Is there... So that was Saquon Barkley speaking to the reporters following the Eagles' 38-7 victory over the Giants, reflecting on the season overall, and he was asked a question about his future. Saquon is a scheduled free agent. Daniel Jones, somebody also that is scheduled to hit the market. Dexter Lawrence, they picked up the fifth-year option, so he is under contract for one more year. Julian Love, we heard from earlier, he's going to be a free agent. A lot of key decisions for the Giants, and we're going to get into that as we move forward here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. And how this game got out of hand in the first half. What went wrong, especially when the Giants are coming off one of their best offensive performances against the Minnesota Vikings last week. Why, once again, this was the latest example of the NFL is a matchup-based league, and there's a big difference between Minnesota and Philadelphia. We will also hear from the quarterback of the Giants, Daniel Jones. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. I'm Daniel Jones, and you're listening to the radio home of Giants football, the fan 1019 FM, 660 AM, and the Odyssey app, WFAN, WFAN, FM, HD1, New York. Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you as the Giants fall to the Eagles 38-7 in the divisional round at Lincoln Financial Field. They wrap up their season. The Eagles advance to the NFC Championship game. They await the winner of the Niners and Cowboys in the Bay Area on Sunday. Giants football brought to you by your local Ford stores for great deals on the full lineup. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Let's run you through some notable statistics from this contest because we went through the rushing numbers earlier. And the stats are brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar. New and improved. Zero never tasted so good. Clearly the numbers lopsided in favor of the Eagles. But from the Giants' standpoint, Daniel Jones, 15 of 27, 135 yards, no touchdowns. He was picked off by his former teammate, James Bradbury, sacked five times. Richie James was the leading receiver, seven catches for 51 yards. Jalen Smith, the leading tackler, with 14-8 solo. Julian Love, Xavier McKinney, Kayvon Thibodeau finished right behind Jalen Smith with eight tackles apiece. Hassan Reddick. Darius Slay, Marcus Epps, and Reed Blankenship spread the wealth with five tackles apiece for the Eagles. Devontae Smith was their leading receiver with six catches for 61 yards and the touchdown. And Jalen Hurts, 16 of 24 for 154 yards and two touchdowns. He was sacked once by Xavier McKinney, lost the ball, but Hurts was able to recover it as it was a wrestling match between McKinney and Hurts. But Hurts was not put in a position where he had to air it out, given the fact that the Eagles were playing with a comfortable lead. And when they had those two early touchdown passes, they then were able to lean on the rushing attack. Daniel Jones, it was a completely different story. He had to play from behind the entire game. Let's listen in to what he had to say following the contest. Uh, yeah, they're good. It's a good team, good defense. Um, yeah, good front, good secondary. They played well. A lot of credit to them. They played well all year. What, what, what kind of led to this one getting out of hand a little early? 
Uh, we just didn't didn't execute well enough early on. Uh, didn't score points. Turnover was uh, critical and just kind of fell behind. They're a good team, um, and we uh, got off to a slow start that really put us back. Your mobility. Last week, your athleticism and mobility were huge difference makers against Minnesota. Is it Eagles closing speed, or what is the difference in that containing that aspect of your game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I'll certainly go back and look at the tape and see where there's opportunities to make some more plays and where I could have done a better job. I thought uh, they did a good job with their rush, and, um, yeah, I thought their speed, and, uh, yeah, they made some made some good plays when I did try to get out and, and uh, use my legs a little bit, but um, they're good. I, you know, I'll go back and look at it and see where I can uh, take better advantage of those chances. What was Dayball's message to the team after the loss? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously not the result we wanted today. Uh, didn't play well enough uh, today, and, and uh, we're certainly disappointed by that. But, um, you know, we came along the way this year. We accomplished a lot as a team, and, and uh, you know, we got a special group of guys in that locker room, and it was a, a special thing to be a part of. So um, certainly not satisfied with where we are, but... Um, you know, a lot of appreciation and respect for the guys in the locker room. What's the future lie for you? I mean, obviously, free agency, all season. This, uh, how much do you still want to remain the Giants? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, we'll get into that, uh, you know, down the road. I think at this point we're, uh, you know, this is still very fresh this season, this loss. And, um, you know, we'll take some time to regroup and uh, think through that going forward. What's the future of this uh, I think the future of the team's bright. I think um, you know we've got a lot of you know young you know core guys who've made a lot of plays, stepped up, and um, been huge all year. So um, yeah, I think there's a there's certainly a bright future here. From the outside looking in, it looks like you proved a lot this year. What do you think you proved as a quarterback this year? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what I proved. I think I. Uh, you know, I, I improved every week. I thought I, uh, you know, was consistent throughout the year. And, um, you know, certainly some things I, you know, like to have back, um, you know, especially tonight. I think there's some things I'll, I'll go back and look to clean up and uh, improve and grow as a, as a player going forward. But I thought overall, um, you know, I did do that. I, I, I grew. I improved throughout the year. And um, I'll continue to try to do that. Just to clarify, is your off-season goal to stay a Giant? Do you want to still be the quarterback for the Giants? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, we'll we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get there. I've I've really enjoyed playing here. Um, you know, I, I uh, appreciate all the, those guys in the locker room. It's a special group of guys, and I've really enjoyed being a part of it. Um, so we'll we'll figure out where that goes. But um, I have nothing but but love and respect for this organization and, and the group of guys in the locker room. So that was Daniel Jones speaking to the reporters following the Giants 38-7 setback to the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. Make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs delivered right to your door. Use code GIANTS22 to score $5 off your next order. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner 
of the New York Giants. And Daniel was asked about his future with the team. Saquon was asked similar questions, and those are going to be the two focal points, Jonathan, of this offseason. Giants, of course, do have the franchise tag. That's an option. They can place that on one player. You can't use that multiple times in the same offseason. And I think at this point, it would be rather surprising if Daniel Jones was not the starting quarterback for the team next season based on what he did based on how he made strides in just about every statistical department. And really, the rapport that he built with both Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, and I think from a leverage standpoint, if you want to look at it through that lens, if Daniel Jones does want to test the market, I'm just going down a hypothetical road, I think he also has to ask himself, Jonathan, if you're Daniel Jones, think about how many coaches and coordinators you've been through already throughout your career. You go elsewhere, you're going to now start fresh all over. over. Is that worth it for the sake of his career, or is it better than to carry it on with obviously an offense that you've now thrived in in year one? I guess it, it depends on that number amount, you know, like... At the end of the day, I feel like Daniel Jones proved himself this year that he could be a franchise quarterback for the New York Football Giants with the lack of wide receiver talent that he had with the carousel at, uh, at the offensive line position and at times, you know, outgunned and outmatched at times, you know. And then going against the Philadelphia Eagles, a way more talented group. Daniel Jones really didn't look terrible, you know. And, you know, this is a game where he probably could have looked terrible against this elite defense and these elite pass rushers, that figure amount has to be good for him. Everybody that plays football wants a sense of security. You know, and when you feel like you put in that work, which I know he feels like he did, not, them not re-signing the, uh, signing the fifth-year extension for him, it was a prove-it year for Daniel Jones, and I think he proved it. I think he showed everyone what he was all about, and if the coaching staff and the GM, uh, Joe Shane, if they don't believe he can do that by the numbers that they present to him, I feel like he has to go elsewhere because at the end of the day, I feel like he's a great quarterback. And if those numbers don't look to what he feel like he deserves, then yes, go elsewhere. I don't want him to leave Lance. I think he's a good quarterback. I play with Eli Manning. I play with Tom Brady. I play with Drew Brees. I play with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm not going to put him in that category quite yet because the body of work just not even close, sure. not even there. But he has the intangibles. He got drafted because of the tangibles, right? The big arm really tall, you know, can can stand up in the pocket, makes good decisions. He was a pro quarterback already at the uh, at Duke University. I think that's what you saw. Now we see him, how he handles the media, how he handles the pressure. He's been bashed for four straight years, right? Then he goes in this year and basically has a career year where he drops the number of interceptions that he's had, the number of fumbles that he's had in the past. And I think he answered the questions that everybody had. I wasn't a believer in him, Lance, in the beginning of this year because of what he showed us. I'm a believer in him now because of what he put forth this year. No one gave the Giants any credit in the beginning of the year. They didn't think they were going to do anything. This is a huge surprise, and I think it was because of Daniel Jones. Yes, you got Dayball there. Yes, you got Mike Kafka. Yes, you got you got Wink Martindale. But it's the players that play the game, and Daniel Jones was the leader of men that got these not-so-talented group of players to the division around. You know, and that's no slight to them. I'm just telling you from on paper what you saw in the beginning of the year. Daniel Jones made this team better. Daniel Jones made Isaiah Hodgins better. Daniel Jones made Bellinger better. Daniel Jones made Richie James better. And I think he made Saquon better too. So I would love for him to be here. I would love for the Giants to re-sign him. But that number has to be right. He deserves the money that he deserves. 
Well, and also if you look at it through the standpoint of if you're going to use the franchise tag on one player based on trend and track record in the NFL, the quarterback, it makes sense. You solidify a deal with him, given he's going to eat up a lot of cap space so that you have your future laid out. You know how to build around his financials. And then, if anything, you use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. A, the number's going to be lower for the running back a lot than the quarterback. So that's one reason. But B, also the durability aspect of things. And I think that was the other aspect that we were trying to see with Daniel Jones, right? He got through an entire regular season. And that had not happened prior. So I think the Giants wanted to see that. Saquon Barkley, he's dealt with his fair share of injuries. To Barkley's credit, he got through an entire season too. But we know, based on the league, the shelf life of a running back is not nearly as long as a quarterback. And I'm sure the Giants are going to weigh the pros and cons through that lens. And here's the other thing that I think is encouraging. And I'm not in no way comparing Daniel Jones and Josh Allen, because to your point, when you were throwing out Drew Brees, Brady and Manning, sample size is still small. Okay. We've seen one season of Daniel Jones with Brian Day, but let's see a little bit more. But if you do go back to Josh Allen's rookie year, what was the problem, Jonathan? He was running for his life. He didn't have an offensive line, turnovers, and those numbers improved over the years with Brian Dable. And is it a coincidence Dable comes to New York, his turnovers go back up? I don't know. You no, can read into that all you want, you but know, I think I was, that's encouraging. But I was just about to say that, too. When you talk about Josh Allen, we're taking him right this year. He was a turnover machine Absolutely, this year. especially in the red zone. But what really bailed him out, that he had a real solid team around him. Yep. You know, he had tremendous wide receivers on the outside. His defense was solid, and that kind of helped him not look terrible, you know? And the Giants aren't built that way quite yet. The Giants have to work really hard at free agency to get wide receivers. You got to sure up that offensive line. You need a solid middle linebacker that can play three downs. You need defensive backs, depth on the defensive line. The Giants need a strong team around this quarterback. You can't just have a quarterback and you pay all this money to and possibly sign Saquon. What else do you have? You have to build a solid team around him like Josh Allen has up in Buffalo. And that's another reason why this year's draft class is going to be so critical. Joe Shane, another year, he and the scouting department to bring in other playmakers. You get a wide receiver in the draft. You don't have to spend money in free agency. I know Buffalo were using as a means of comparison. They made the splash trade for Stephon Diggs, and that's great, and that's been a huge reward for them. But we've seen the Jamar Chases of the world, the Justin Jeffersons come in year one and make a significant impact. It can be done through the draft, and you can't solve all of your issues, of course, through free agency because there's limitations. And Joe Shane knows that because he inherited a salary cap situation, which was not easy for him in year one. Do you really think he wants to put himself back in the same situation? Something tells me that's not the case. Well, we will continue to get into off-season targets for the Giants as we move forward and also revisit this game that ended relatively early for the Giants because they were in a 28-0 hole at the half. So stick with us. If you're listening to us on The Fan in New York, we're going to be right back with more post-game coverage. But it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network, and we certainly appreciate all of our listeners from start to finish the entire season. Thanks so much for sticking with us and staying locked in to our coverage. We look forward to bringing you even more later on here in 2023. Final score once again, Eagles moving on to the NFC Championship game with a 38-7 victory over the Giants. You've been listening to Giants Football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 